0: Now, Mexican authorities have arrested Ovidio Guzman, son of the imprisoned drug trafficker Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, triggering violence from drug gangs in the state of Sinaloa. John Bonfilio, who's the Times' Latin America correspondent, joins me on the line to bring us the very latest on what's been a a pretty dramatic and violent situation. John, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. So it has been a night of violence. Um, Tell us, what is the latest situation?
1: So Mexico, all of Mexico today, but especially Sinaloa and the city of Culiacana, waking up to this uh, long-standing recurring nightmare, which is that Mexico is in and has been for a long time the grip of this sort of parallel, unelected, vastly powerful authority that we generally refer to as the cartels. And this evidenced itself yesterday in mass violence. We've just had the latest statistics that have come through this morning, which uh, were based around retaliation for the arrest of... El Chapo's uh, son, who is currently in detention in in Mexico City. And what what occurred, and what actually occurred previously a few years ago in the same way, was that the cartels, uh, the militarised wings of the cartels, then come on the street and basically uh, generate a wave of violence, hoping to indicate who is really in charge in these places and also make the toll of arrests such as these um, so high that the authorities are not going to involve in them Again, uh, Mm. to date, we know that there are 29 deaths that took place uh, yesterday between the uh, militants, uh, cartel figures, and also uh, some uh, belonging to the authorities, but the city of Culiacán is uh, currently under something like... Uh, You know, the siege, if you like, with roads blocked, um, various vehicles on fire and and so on, nobody really moving in or out to the extent that even the airport yesterday, uh, there was gunfire at the airport and some uh, airliners were shot at, including an arriving military airliner bringing reinforcements, uh, was machine gunned as as it was landing at the airport in Culiacán.
0: I mean, it's extraordinary, isn't it? When you think about, you know, cartel members seizing a Red Cross ambulance reportedly, Um, you know, incredible sort of breakdown of of social order. And you talked about this unelected cartel, you know, taking charge. The Defence Secretary has described the arrest uh, as a decisive blow against the cartel. But um, is it? I mean, who's in charge
1: here? It's not remotely controversial to say that it's going to affect the cartels and not a shot. I mean, you you, you said... Interestingly, Cathy, that it was a breakdown in the social order. I th- the social order are the cartels. I mean, largely speaking, through vast waves of Mexico, but very mm. specifically in Culiacán, which since forever has been the home to the Sinaloa uh, cartel uh, and, and, and El Chapo. I mean, is a legion of you know their appropriation of that particular space. And, and if we're thinking about what effect this is going to have, so in 2019, El Chapo himself, one of the most famous, maybe. With uh, Pablo Escobar, uh, drug kingpins of all time was imprisoned in New York. And the authorities said, broadly speaking, the same thing that this is going to be, you know, knock the heart out of. Uh, the Sinaloa cartel, and it was going to be end of their functionality and so on. And they exist in exactly the same way mm. as they do then in terms of their strength and, and motivation. So nothing's changed. So this al- always, I think, when these things take place, it's fundamentally a two things. One is it's a PR stunt. So it's something for the media and and the press to to latch onto. And the second thing is that the Mexican government wouldn't be doing this by themselves. It is counterproductive to the Mexican government, to To engage in this kind of activity. So, this only tends to happen when the US get involved and really push for something to happen, or when another cartel begins to want to impinge on uh, the territory of a second cartel and begins to destabilize that space. But, in terms of. uh, Sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just going to. I just wanted to just briefly get the sort of broader political context from you because. Obviously, there's a a summit, isn't there, in in Mexico City next week, which Joe Biden's going to be attending. And it's a North American leaders' summit. Security issues are going to be on the agenda. And the kind of backdrop of all this is the US wants to tackle the Sinaloa cartel because of this surge in um, overdose deaths in in the US. And that fentanyl that is causing some of those deaths is being produced and shipped by the, the drugs cartel. Sorry, very long question. But just to ask you, you know, why this matters in the broader political arena.
1: No, absolutely. And that, that is very much the local political context and media context in the US uh, north of the border. Here, it's a very different uh, you know, context where people are dealing with an epidemic in violence which emerged since uh, 2006, since the war on drugs and inverted commas uh, began, which has led to in excess of 300,000 deaths. So here, nobody really has any maybe they have an awareness of what's taking place with the likes of fentanyl and various other drugs north of the border, but the local context here is much more visceral and damning and present, and that involves, uh, if you like, blue-on-blue, cartel-on-cartel violence generated by the fracturing of cartels, which has led to uh, the kind of levels of, of violence and deaths that are more usually associated with a war zone.
0: Mm. Extraordinary story. John Bonfilio, Times Latin America correspondent. Thank you very much for your expertise and, and all your extensive knowledge of that story.